Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with a Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today we're sitting down with Elix Peabody. She is the founder of Bev, the beverage company disrupting drinking culture one can at a time. My hope is that one day we can have all sorts of crazy stuff. Like I'd love to have, you know, think Red Bull style, you know, um, have a media company that's really fueled by beverage sales. That's the that's the dream. So I'd like to build something way, way bigger than beverage. Elix explains how the cost of freezing her eggs led to the start of Bev. She also talks about the antiquated norms the company's trying to change and the female empowerment platform made by chicks. Um, thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so tell us a little bit about this awesome product. So I have a California rosé wine, and it says it's dry and a little fizzy. So Yeah, it's got um, zero grams of sugar, for the record. <laughs> Do it. It's delicious. You're, you're going to like it. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> wow, this is really good. Okay, you, you don't have to say that if you don't mean it. No, it really is. It really is good. And I love I love a little sparkly rosé. It's, it's just a little fizzy, as we say. Just, yeah. a little, just a little bit fizzy. This is but. perfect for, like, a beautiful day, like, out, like, on a boat or by the In beach. In the park, yes. any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, for like, sure. take this to Central Park with, like, a little basket uh, and, like, have a picnic. That's perfect. Yeah. And what, what flavor are you drinking? Um, so I'm drinking the Sauvignon Blanc, which I also love. I don't have a favorite child, but if you I don't. did... But if I did... <laughs> It might be this one. <laughs> so did you launch them all at the first time, uh, all together, or did you have one, like, version? First yeah. Then, so know. the rosé was the hero product. It was the first one, and that was in large part because uh, I just, I wanted to make something that was, that could be drank in the same environment as, like, beer or mm-hmm. um, White Claw or anything like yeah. that. And, I, and, you know, my thought originally was that rosé is something that people are drinking more and more as, like, a party drink rather than just a straight wine. Yes, totally. Um, and then people really liked it, so we wanted to kind of expand and make sure that not the non-rosé drinkers could, you know, could participate in the brand too. Awesome. So take us back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what was your journey to get here and, you know, found Bev? Um, I'm sure it was a crazy, crazy uh, story. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> so I started the company two years ago, just about. Wow. I keep saying that, and I'm like, is it two? Is it two years? Is it twenty years? I can't even. <laughs> I can't even tell anymore, honestly. But um, and so, long story very condensed. I was having some medical issues, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to pay to freeze my eggs. So I was basically you know, kind of in this really tricky financial situation. And I started... Because it's really expensive to freeze it's your It's super expensive and it's not covered by insurance. And I was having ovarian issues. So like even in my situation, I ended up losing my right ovary. And even in my oh. situation, it was not covered. covered. That is insane. Yeah, I know. It was it was totally ridiculous. And so I basically ended up throwing parties um, <laughs> because I was trying to raise some money. So I started throwing these parties in Silicon Valley um, they got how, pretty popular. How did you get that idea? So it's like, okay, need money. How did how, how did, did you go you from need money to, to throw, throw party? Parties. Yeah. <laughs> so I was uh, I I'd thrown one kind of relatively recently, um, or recently before that, and people loved it and and kept asking me if I was going to do it again, and I was just like, I can't 
afford it. Like, I'm not going to just start throwing parties. And then I was like, well, maybe if I ticketed it, like, would people still want to come? What types of parties were just these? Just day pool parties, like mini festival-y type oh, things. Fun. Yeah, my aunt and uncle had this house up um, in Northern California that had just a lot of space and a pool oh, and awesome. all of this kind of stuff. So I would just do super scrappy things like get random friends who were DJs to DJ it and, you know, have different people in different areas and that kind of thing. So it was really fun. So you started ticketing people and they were coming so you could make a little money that way. Exactly. Yeah. So I started ticketing people. They, the parties ended up being really popular. So we're talking, I mean, the biggest one was probably like 400 people, 300 people. Wow. Yeah. They got pretty wild, (laughs) which was cool. And, um, and so after I kind of did that, dealt with all my medical issues, decided that I wanted to build a brand that was centered around sort of this fun atmosphere that I'd been building, but that was really centered around women Mm -hmm. and women owning the social space. I went to a college where there was just a lot of frat life and women are just... What college did you go to? Dartmouth. Oh yeah. So it's like a bro-ier vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and it's kind of crazy because women are, you know, funneled into frat basements constantly and there's just a different energy around how people are interacting in those spaces. So... I, you know, I wanted to kind of change that. And so originally I moved to LA thinking I would do some sort of media company, events company, um, and realized pretty quickly that if I wanted to have a brand that people actually cared about, I should probably have a product people cared about. Um, and so that's how I kind of randomly ended up in this crazy, crazy industry. So at your parties, was there a lot of rosé being drank? There was. Yeah, there was. It was actually funny. My, um, so it was at my aunt and uncle's place Mm -hmm. and, it was my aunt would just she was super cool with the with the sole exception of going around the pool and just being like no glass by the pool yeah 100%, <laughs> which yeah. is um, a big deal so that was kind of I mean that was definitely part of you know the planting in the back of my mind totally so you move to LA and you're like I want to have you know a female friendly fun party product what made you land on a canned rosé. Yeah, so actually a lot of it, it's not particularly interesting. It does to me, but um, was it, centered it's around... Interesting. I'm sure lots of people think it's interesting. Um, it was, a lot of it was centered around the legalities of how alcohol is sold. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a very, very regulated space. Mm-hmm. It's a space that is so antiquated and everything is still grandfathered in from the prohibition days. And wow. so, yeah, it's it's wild. And so basically there's, um, you know, there's a three-tier system and you're not allowed to self-distribute or sell product yourself. You have to have a distributor mm-hmm. who sells into a retailer. So when you think about, like, you can't buy liquor straight from the liquor company. You have to buy it from the store. And there's mm-hmm. a reason for that. And um, there's one exception, which is in wine. If you have a wine club in your California winery, you're allowed to sell direct to consumer. Mm. And so that's why I landed on wine other than any other type of beverage is because I needed to figure out a way that I was going to sell it at the mm-hmm. beginning when a distributor wouldn't really talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it in a can simply because I had no money and I figured that that was a good way to brand it. You know, when you mm-hmm. like pour something into a glass, you don't know what it is and it's... Um, that is an expensive thing to brand mm-hmm. if it if you know if it doesn't brand itself. So that was kind of my thought originally. And then lo and behold, it turned out that it's a booming space that I had no idea was up and coming. Oh my God, that's so awesome. So it kind of just happened naturally and you kind of found it like by just searching around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's insane. And so 
talk to me about like your first steps, like starting Bev. Like, how did you think of the name? Like, how did you like want to think of the branding and just like the ethos behind, you know, your company? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, a big part of it was, you know, I didn't make the products pink because, you know, because of any reason other than I, it's just my favorite color, the color of the can. So it's like, okay, I was just kind of unapologetically me about it. Mm -hmm. Um, At the very beginning, you know, I had to get products and I had no I mean I didn't I had no idea where to start Mm -hmm. I remembered that there was this guy that I'd met on a dating app like two years earlier that happened to work in wine so I just called him out of nowhere he's like why are you calling me I haven't heard from you in two years like hi I need um I need like a lot of bulk wine he was like literally go to Safeway like why are you calling me (laughs) and I was like no I need a lot like you know and um so anyway and turned out that his roommate and one of his close friends actually owns a, a wine supplier in California so super random and then just kind of went down that rabbit hole for a while and um, I realized at the time that I had a 401k that I you know that I kind of didn't even realize was in existence or I probably would have used it but I cashed out the whole thing to buy our first round of product wow so yeah that was kind of the beginning it was it was um, not not a risk profile I would recommend (laughs) And then how did people find out about your product and start purchasing? Is it still like just direct to consumer or can people find you in stores? Yeah, yeah. So we're actually rolling out and we're in a few different states now. We're in California, Texas, Colorado, Tennessee, soon to be Massachusetts, um, Arizona, Nevada. I hope that I hope I got that right. <laughs> Sorry if I didn't. Um, but anyway, and we're rolling out in California in Albertsons, Vons, Pavilions, Safeway, Target, BevMo. So you can buy us all around. Go get it. Oh, wow. That's insane. So it's like can be found everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's rolling out right now. So it, by if, the summer, it will be able to be found everywhere. And if you're not in a state that you mentioned, you can still get it direct to consumer, yeah. right? Yes. You can buy it online. So when you first wanted to get like the name out there and have people purchasing, trying your products, did you like throw parties for them? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mostly. I know it's like all circles back to the same thing. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. It's, we call it cans in hands. It's just (laughs) getting people to try it. So there was a lot of that. There was a lot of just like giving away Mm. products, um, you know, sponsoring other people's parties. I mean, honestly, there was a point in time when I would just hand it to anybody who wanted to try it. Yeah. Um, and and we that's kind of how we started to get the word out a little bit and just a lot of a lot of guerrilla marketing because, you know, that's kind of what you have to do when there's no budget. But it's also something, if you can do successfully, that people really feel close to the brand. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like when you try it, then you understand, like, wow, this is great. Like, And it keeps it in mind for the next time that they're yeah. purchasing. Yeah, and people assume that it's sweet. They always assume that it's going to be sweet, in part because the colors are so yes. poppy. Uh-huh. But it's zero grams of sugar, and it's super dry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is always a pleasant surprise for people, because it seems to be what the consumer wants more of, which is cool. I think it's definitely true. Like, every time I go anywhere, they're like, oh, do you want it, like, sweet or dry? I'm like, dry. Yeah, (laughs) super dry. No sugar, please. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you were doing guerrilla marketing, and you were getting cans in people's hands. Yes. And so from now, like, what are the next steps? Like, what do you see for the future of Bev? Like, are you going to put out more products? I know that you said that female, that's what I was, like, female spaces and, like, parties are something that you're passionate about yeah so tell me a little bit more about that and like what that has in the future of that yeah for Mm -hmm. sure so I think you know I like to think about it um I think it's Emily Weiss who said that everything that 
you know, Glossier puts out as a piece of content. Mm -hmm. I feel very, very similarly about Bev and what we're trying to do over time is really create a bit of a cultural movement and a shift around drinking culture and, you know, what it means to socialize, go out, party, both for men and women. Like we say, we're made by chicks, but we're made for everyone. Yeah. Um, and so we're actually launching our Made by Chicks platform, which is going to be um, basically a bit of a media platform that helps uh, you know women and young entrepreneurs get their businesses off the ground. My hope is that one day we can have all sorts of crazy stuff. Like I'd love to have you know think Red Bull style, you know, um, have a media company that's really fueled by beverage sales. That's the that's the dream. So I'd like to build something way way bigger than beverage. Oh my god, that is awesome! And is that in like the near future or oh my gosh, five ten years out? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> We'll see. Um, it you know it's bit by bit. It's rolling out one thing at a time. So we are um, you know launching our own podcast at, at some point in the relatively near future, probably in 2020, um, and th- things like that. But it's not necessarily going to be you know th- these things don't happen overnight. Overnight successes usually involve a lot of nights, yes. <laughs> so a lot of late nights. And what are like the types of content that you think work best um, for you know promoting your product, getting more brand awareness? Yeah, so I think, you know, I think people really want to resonate with why we're doing what we're doing and what the brand stands for. And once people kind of understand, obviously the juice has to be good, it's table stakes, but once people really understand the mission that we're on and why we're doing what we're doing, they they get really, you know, connected to the brand uh, in a way that's awesome. And so for us, it's a lot of storytelling and it's a lot of content. that kind of thing is is important because otherwise you don't fully, you know, otherwise it's just a product. Mm-hmm. That said, people also under, need to understand the product. So there's, you know, there's a little bit of um, push and pull there. I think the best products and, you know, the products that people love the most have a community or yeah, larger message for behind sure. it. Um, the community I, piece is just so critical. It's so critical, especially nowadays, because um, I think in a world that's so connected, people just are so lonely and they want so lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, exactly. People are craving like that community aspect because we're like all on our phones, like by ourselves all the time. And I feel like your space, our space, a lot of, there's a lot of competition out there. So why would someone choose to buy one product over another? It's because they feel an emotional connection beyond, you know, it has to be a good product, but something beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I think our product is very social by nature, right? Mm-hmm. It's a drink. And so you're generally drinking it, hopefully not alone. Um, <laughs> unless, that's, unless that's your thing at the end of the day, yeah. but in moderation. Um, Everything in moderation. Yeah, but. yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's it's a social product by nature. And so, you know, trying to really build it into people's actual lives is um, is important. Yeah, totally. And I know, like, everyone's like, oh, millennials, they, like, don't they only like experiences they don't like buy products but it's like products with like experiences attached to yeah them. I completely agree so this is the perfect transition I wanted to know what is your spark like what is that thing inside you that drives you motivates you to keep going building dreaming I kind of have an energy that I just don't think that there's anything to lose and putting it all on the line, you know, and that's something that I've, I've always kind of been like that. And I've been an entrepreneurial spirit since I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, when it comes to Bev in particular, I, you know, I'm not in it because it's 
beverage. I'm not here to build a company and sell it immediately. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not here to flip it or anything like that. I'm here because I actually care a lot about changing the culture around drinking, around how men and women are interacting when they're, especially when there's alcohol involved. I think we've made a lot of progress, you know, at home and in the workplace, but the bar is still just a very tricky spot and it's where a lot of the stuff goes down. And so how do we attack that um, in terms of really making equality fun and approachable and um, and all over the sphere, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what gets me going every day and makes me push through the tough times because if we can kind of help manifest that change, that's that's everything to me. That's awesome. So making real changes that people can see. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Um, so we give all of our guests a token of our appreciation, a spark ring. <gasps> Oh my gosh. It's basically a daily reminder that you can wear every day for those tough days if you look down and you're like, I have something that keeps me going. Thank you. If it's not your right size, size. we'll just send you your right size. Okay, cool. So, just like the spark ring, we think, you know, with jewelry, there can be some sentimental value, something more than just like a beautiful piece. There can be a lot of like meaning behind the piece. So, we always ask, did you bring a piece of jewelry that has like a little extra meaning to you? Yeah, well, I have um, I have two. Which, That's perfect. Whichever one you yeah. Um, so obviously my engagement ring. Um, it's beautiful, by the way. Thank you staring so at it. much. Thank you. Yeah, and he made he put a little hidden halo. He designed it himself. Oh so which, when did you get engaged? Um, I got engaged in April. Oh my god! Recently, yeah. yeah. How so did was, he propose? Um, he just—it was just on our on our rooftop of our house. He had the ring tied around our cat, which <laughs> um, was a questionable choice because the this cat like immediately like... sprinted away <laughs> afterwards. I was like, Jeff, this cat completely could have just like lost this. Oh ring. my god! Yeah. Um, but heard, anyway, yeah, because like a dog, you can have on a leash and like kind of control where it. Is. Yeah, he was just like holding our cat. I was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was really, really sweet. Yeah, I was surprised. I was kind of one of those people where I'm like, okay, when is this going to happen? Like, let's go, let's go. We, we knew we were going to get married, you know, within three weeks of meeting each other. We were like, one of those. It's the difference between nice to meet you and, oh, there you are. Do you know what I mean? It's really good. I like that. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. just kind of, sometimes it's just like, oh, and you know, with friends too, there's some people where it's like, oh, there you are. Yeah. I've been waiting for you, like waiting for you um, in a way. And then there's other people that you kind of have to like meet and get to know. Mm -hmm. Um, We, yeah, we were just, I don't know. We just kind of Instant connection. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And then the other one, I'm kind of like wearing it under here, but um, my dad got me, yeah, it's a cute little Tiffany necklace. My, I wear it every day. My dad got it for me and my sisters when I was like 12, and mm-hmm. I've pretty much worn it every day since. Oh my Never God, take it off. that's so sweet. Yeah, so. Awesome. And so we have some fun jewelry to play with, too. Oh my gosh, I know you yay. said you like all sorts of diamonds, right? I mean, who doesn't, really? <laughs> so we have, I have two things. Let's start smaller and go bigger. Oh my gosh. So first we have our. Diamond tennis necklace, which I love because you can wear it as like a choker oh my or gosh, that is something longer. So pretty. Or even a double wrap bracelet. And I'm obsessed with that. That piece. is so, so pretty. And then I'm I just have, gonna have to call Jeffrey and be like, also. And if you love hidden halos, this is great. This is a 10.4 carat cushion cut. Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> Forget about this necklace. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is great gorgeous 
Um, so it's an elongated cushion cut with a hidden halo and just like a yeah. It's hand. like it's like mine if it were you know a super on size. steroids. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's, it's extra for every day. But I thought it would be fun to play with. Oh my gosh, it is fun to play with. I'm like, what does that even look like? I don't even. It's like the size of my whole nail bed. <laughs> I love it. It's like you can't walk down the street really with this. I feel like yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. I love everything you're wearing. Oh my I'm God, like, this thank is just, you. everything is super cute. Yeah, we're, we try to, you know, we basically design like all of our jewelry based on what like feedback we get from our community and our followers. That's so. awesome. Do you make wedding bands? We do make oh, wedding bands. Well, I think I probably got to call <laughs> When's you. When's your wedding? Um, it's a, okay, so technically we eloped. Congrats. Um, thank you. <laughs> but um, but we're having our wedding, like the actual wedding on June 27th. Oh, my God. So. That's like literally one year from when we got married. Oh, really? Yeah. We got married June 30th last year. Great time oh, of the year. I hope so. Yeah. Where did you do it? In Italy. Oh, in Tuscany. Nice. It was, it was really hot there. That's was, awesome. It was yeah. 110 degrees. Yeah. My, I'm actually, I have friends getting married in Italy in October. Um, oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Where's yours? Uh, in Nantucket. Oh, yeah. that'll be perfect. Yeah, I hope that. I hope so. I hope there's sunshine and hydrangeas. But <laughs> oh my god, that'd be gorgeous. Well, that's exciting. Wedding planning can be a little stressful. It honestly, I've just, I just gave it all to my mom. I was like, just tell me where, when. You're lucky time. you have a, a mom that's willing yeah. to do that for you. <laughs> she just empty nested, so I think she's like really enjoying the Enjoy project. The project yeah. yeah, and it's great for me because I'm like, there's no fighting about this at all. I'm like, just like, she's like, I picked her. your cake. I'm like, great. Well, that's good. You're like a bride chilla. You don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for thank coming you. and being with us today yeah, thank and you. sharing your amazing wine. Thank you for letting me play with your diamonds. Oh, They're anytime. Beautiful. You can always come by when you're in New York. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so tell everyone where they can follow you, follow Bev, keep up with all the exciting things happening. Yeah, so um, we're at Drink Bev on Instagram. There's some super fun stuff going down um, recently, so definitely check us out. And we, you can buy it on the website, www.drinkbev.com. Can you ship it anywhere? Uh, yes, we can ship into, well, 44 different states, all the states that allow it. There are mm-hmm. just a couple here and there. That so are, New York is fine? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, <laughs> um, you can. Yeah. Awesome, and... If you want to see the beautiful diamonds we are looking at today, follow us on YouTube at The Clear Cut and check out our IGTV and follow us on Instagram at The Clear Cut. It was so great sitting down with Alix and learning more about her journey. She really knows how to make lemonade out of lemons, or in this case, rosé out of grapes. She took an unfortunate event and made not only an incredible and thriving business, but a movement of female empowerment. We can learn a lot from her journey. Thanks for tuning in. You can find new episodes of Cozying Up every Monday. Follow us on Instagram at The Clear Cut and our YouTube channel at The Clear Cut. If you guys know any inspirational women that you'd like us to interview for Cozying Up, please shoot us a DM or send us an email. We would love, love, love to meet them.